All right, let's pick up where we, we left off last week. So there's copies of last week's and there's copies of this week's material on the table. We are up to um, the the Chuvas Marik. If you are, I don't know what page it is in yeah, the first pamphlet. I'm sorry. Shalosh um, Chuvas Marik. It's like towards the end of the first pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. Um, page Tuflamid on the top. It's um, so actually the last thing we were discussing is that sometimes if the if the, at least if the law that's being discussed regarding Dina Mahusa is not being applied equally, then that law might not be applicable that you have to listen to in the first place. That's where we started. So in order to get into again, as we said last time, there's so many details and sub details we're gonna get into next week, Mertashem, I hope to get into tenant and tenant and landlord laws, because that that's I think the first place that we should as a real estate law firm, I think that we should spend time on, but we still have to get there. And that is, we have to get to still the ground rules of Dina Mahusadino. So in the Marik, Marik being from uh, like 500, 600 years ago, late Rishenim, early Achreinim, very, very often quoted in Shulchan Aruch. In fact, a lot of the remar is based on the Marik. So I just want to read one paragraph and it's highlighted, which paragraph it is that we're going to learn. He says, "Vegam ein loymar." Jeremy, you're gonna have to summarize it for us when we're done. Vegam ein loymar. One can't say the hachaloi shaych lemei medin lemachuso that you can't say in this scenario din lemachuso kimushay Yisrael perei yosem argoi because they're charging the Jew more than the guy. Shaharei kasev amarcheshem doleyamrinon elakish hamelech mashvevidaysov. The only time we say din lemachuso dina is when the king has equal fear. Um, no taxation without representation. Sort of, but it has to be even fear taxation. It's not just no taxation. It has to be fear taxation. By the way, so if, if he has a Jew tax, does that make him a non... He's not being fear? Says Mark, no, that's still fear. That's called Why? Since every Jew has to pay the same price. There is a Jew tax. He's allowed to say there's a nursing home tax. There's a real estate tax. He's not putting it on a class of people. He's not even putting it on. He's not putting it on individuals. He's putting it on a. What if he's saying it's a Jewish male tax? Again, again, it's it's every male is the same. If he's single, at what point do you say that's it's discrimination? that's a very good point. We'll have to get to the nitty gritties. That's what we're, we're trying to first lay down the groundwork, and that is first of all this halacha that it has to be mashur midaysav means means that. It, if he charges only Yidin taxes, Dina Machusadina is that you have to pay that tax. You can't say that there's no Dina Machusadina in that case. This is like Employment Division of Oregon versus Smith. With, uh, Similar. Okay. You, you know Justice Scalia's opinion. I Correct. Guess. Right, okay. He the dissenting Since every Jew is paying equal, the the the. Even wrote even more than that. Let's say the, the, the ruler of that area would say, I don't want any Jews living in this area. Unless so and so gives permission. Then Reuven has that right to say, listen, the king doesn't want you to live here. Ah, it's Reuven making that decision. It's, and it's not the king said it's up to Ruvain. Yeah, the king said it's up to Ruvain. It means it's up to Ruvain. 
Reuven can make that decision. If Lord Jonathan Sachs was given the decision to make decisions for the Jews, that's not that he's singling out. That means he gave it over. It's a top-down government. It was a lawful delegation. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what happened in Egypt over the years, many years. That's what happened in Egypt. There was always what was called, uh, we're, we're Ashkenazim, so we don't necessarily have these words, but in those days they had something called a nugid. Reb David Anugid, Reb Shmuel Anugid, and these people were in charge of the Jewish community. The king basically told them, you decide, I need from the Jews a million dollar taxes. You decide how you want to divvy it up. And there was always somebody that had to do that. And if not, he had that power to throw people out and, and fine people and jail people. So is that, is that, does that mean that Dina Machus Dina, I have to listen to now whoever the nugget is? The answer is yeah. That's what is saying. Based on what I'm seeing here, it looks, sounds like Mordecai limits Dina de Malchisa Dina to, uh, to neutral, generally applicable laws, laws that apply to all citizens. The king may not target specific people for taxation, what they would call a bill of attainder in federal constitutional law. Despite this, the Ma'arik does recognize a Jew tax as Dina de Malchisa Dina. That's beautifully summarized, I think. Thank you. Wow. I haven't heard Bill of Attainder in a very long time. <laughs> well, Bill of Attainder... I have no idea what Bill of Attainder is. It's a, it's a specific act by Congress or, or the, the Parliament, whatever it is, targeting a specific individual. You didn't have to take that out. You didn't have to stop the recording for that. I didn't. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you no. The reality is that uh, this, is, this is unconstitutional in the United States. In the United States, because it's democracy. But if there's a king, well, then that's... We don't have a good, clear handle on... Where you draw the line. Yeah, it's a very good question. We'll get to that. We'll get, we'll get, we'll we get to that. We'll get into the nitty-gritties, plural. This is actually quoted in Halacha. The next page, you'll see the remark quotes this, my Rikla Halacha. The next page on page, mem, it's Memvav and Shulchan Aruch, and this is Gezeilo, Semeshin Samech Tes. The remark, Hago, you see where there's a, a line. Hago, Ve'imchakak Labal Umnois Achas. If they picked a profession, if they delegated at a certain profession, Kigay Shechakak Labal Vibiriyah B'Seis Adavar. They gave a certain decree about money lending. Some say, if it's a certain profession, it doesn't work. We'll get to that later on. But the Ramah says, he's taking the Marik one step further, saying not only if it's a religion or a type of people, but even a type of job. Like, that was the example I gave before, and the remark quotes this. To which the Gra, if you see this Ve'im Chakak, the Gra is very bothered by this. Ve'im Chakak, Tzorich Iyan. Ve'ayin Sivav Ba'agav Afil The Gra says, I don't understand why. Why is a certain, we'll have to see what his question is, but seemingly what his question is, that why is this different than a Jew tax? Why is this different than uh, a, a Protestant tax that a go- the government wants to put on somebody. The, but the Ramah actually quotes that it's different. Now, we have to see why. Why is that different? I can, I can hear this Let me hear. Let's see what you have to say. Because when you are singling out a profession as opposed to a class of people, the profession is equally open to all classes of people. Anybody can can engage in that profession. So that way that's why when you when you say this profession needs to pay a tax and not that profession, you're no longer making it even among a specific class of people. Why should there be a difference though? What is that difference? Why? 
Why, when it's a class of people, do you understand that he's allowed to, Dina Machusadina allows him to charge attacks for because blonde hair people? Because the king's but rule is hair. over people, not over professions. Why is that? If the king owns the country and the king has a right to say whatever he wants in this country, if you don't like it, you can pick yourself up and move out. But this is my country. This is Maryland. The power to tax is the power to destroy. I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it like that. No, but really, if, if, what, what should be that difference? Why? What should be the difference if, whatever it is, pick a, a, a race, a class a, a, of, of people, why, why are they allowed to, why over the other we say, you have to follow the rules, follow the rules, whatever the rule is. But when it comes to a tax, yeah. that's... Because it's more arbitrary. Why is it more arbitrary when it's a, when it's a class of when it's a profession, then it's a class of people. Because you don't. It's harder to. Oh. Okay. I, I, I hear. Go to the next I think word. we need to think about it. You That's exactly what the gross says. With Sarah Ian, you need to think about it. That's exactly yeah. what the gross says. Mm. So, what do we see on this page, Jeremy? The, the Ramah quotes the Ma'arik elsewhere that a tax targeted to a specific profession is unfair. And it's not classified as Dina de Malchusadina. The Gra questions how that differs from the aforementioned Jew tax, and we have to think about it. It's our opinion. Absolutely. It needs expounding. It needs exposition. So, actually, the next three pages, oh, yeah? I don't want to do inside, okay. because they're, as you see, there's a box next to each one. It's Lies or Ian. It's just for extra, if you want to go into it a little bit better. No, we don't need extra credit. Right, so let's just do the bottoms of those, Jeremy. Oh. So we can just summarize. Sorry. <laughs> Of what that page would say if you would take it home and learn it properly. I what do enjoy the Bible. You were there last week. You went ahead. Dvar Avram discusses Dvar Avram. He was the last governor of who was killed by the Nazis. Sorry, that. Discusses whether Dina de Malchusa Dina is a Torah level or a rabbinic concept. I can see why this is labeled as extra credit. Second one has no. You didn't. Uh, right. Whatever. Because it's the second page of the same Dvar Avram. All right, whatever. And then Shulchan Aruch Harav explains the opinion of the Rambam. This is the first or the second Rambam? Still the first. Okay. That tax evasion differs from other non-Jewish debt. Uh, so we discussed that last time, yeah. and he, so he he discusses it more. Again, you'll see there's a box. Yes, or Ian. This right. is if you want to. Which is allowed, which isn't allowed. It depends which Rambam you hold. <laughs> he doesn't know. What do you want from him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into the, let's go into this week's pamphlet. So that's the next set of papers that you have on the desk. So as we did last time, we'll start from a Gemara. Yeah. Uh, you have to work your way into the sugya. So we'll mm -hmm. start with the Gemara. This is a Gemara in Gittin. It's actually a Mishnah and a Gemara in Gittin. Yeah. Let's learn the mission and they were inside. Oh, did you hear that a court ruled that the get statute was unconstitutional? What? Did you hear that? No. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay. Where? A federal <laughs> court? No, no, supposedly a, a state court ago. in New York. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, Ilana told me about it, but I didn't you see the ruling. Me also, yeah. Okay, whatever, yeah. Sounds in interesting. Right. So, the mission says, Karashtaros, any document, that show up or that are brought up in a non-Jewish court. Even though the signers on the document, the signatures are of the Kechavim, of non-Jews, Kesherim. We accept the non-Jewish signatures on documents. Very, that's a very interesting halacha. We accept the non-Jewish signature. Chutz, there's always an exception. Gite Noshim, Shechiru Avadim. 
emancipation documents and divorce documents. They have to be a Jew to be able to sign on because they don't have those halachas like we have it, therefore they can't. That's seemingly for now as how we'll understand it. Let's see in the Gemara. Well, why? Those should be okay. That's only true if it was done behedyet. What does that mean? So let's do Rashi on the Mishnah first. You'll see Rashi a little bit small. In the established courts. Shimon argues and he says, This is what they said in Bismarck said it's not okay. Only if it's made by just commoners. They're not judges. What exactly arguing on? That's not Negev for us. What's Negev for us is the first halacha that apparently non-Jewish signatures that show up in a non-Jewish court, we we take that as a we accept that as a as a proof of whatever it is bill of sale, um, transfer of a loan, whatever whatever it's going to be. To which Gemara asks, and that's the Gemara is right away. Kapasik Vatani, the Mishnah seems to say this as a rule. Whether this is a transaction, a mecher or a matana. What's the difference between a mecher, a sale, and a matana and a gift? So the Gemara points out. Well, the one's not. That could be. Okay. Actually, they both have taxes on it. Yeah. The Gemara wants to understand the difference. I understand why by a sale, because the transaction happened when the cash transferred hands. That's when the transaction happened. So what's the document? The document is just proof of what actually occurred. It's a memorialization of what already Exactly. As opposed to the um the Ilayovzikamayu, had there not been a transfer of money, we have a Marin of Shayu, they would have never written the document. Elamatanaba, when it comes to the gift, if the document the gift is a gift document that says, I hereby transfer the rights to my car, my property, whatever it is, to so and so. The, the whole transfer, the whole transaction is happening through the document, and yet, and this piece of paper is worthless. So why does it work? You want to tell me that the sale worked. Okay, the sale was a transfer. This guy bought someone else's property. Why, why do we trust a, a, a non-Jew signature? Because this, the sale actually happened. The, the signature is just, like you said, to memorialize it. But by, a, by a, a gift, there's nothing that transpired. The, the entire document is, the, is what's hap- it's causing the transaction. You're saying there's no exchange. There's no, the, there's the exchange, no exchange of thing for thing. Exactly. It's just a document. And no why should we trust? Right. No consideration, right. So why should we trust that document? Based on what? What's that mean? I, I don't know, because certain. they couldn't hear it. They couldn't hear it on the microphone. You guys speak up. I get a certain benefit knowing that I'm giving a certain thing to a certain someone. That's what you have from it. Yeah. But why do I trust two non-Jews that signed on that bill of, of transfer, of Matana? Why do you trust them on a business transaction? Because there's money transferred. They wouldn't, they, sit get da- from it? they wouldn't sit down to write unless that actually happened. It's their credibility is on the line. To the hearsay rule. There's, a, there's a credibility on the line. That's right. It's, no, that's, that's the same thing. One of the arguments is that a document that's kept in the ordinary course of business, it's created in the ordinary course of business, and it's the ordinary course of your business to make it, if that's the case, it records transactions that are part of your ordinary course of business that has some inherent reliability. So we trust the exactly. fact that he can read something in our computer that I did, even though he didn't do it. 
Right. Trust, so why not buy a gift? What if, a, what if I'm a not-for-profit organization in the business of giving out uh, donations? What's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> so, so no one wants to know, basically, why is it that we trust the two witnesses that are non-Jewish people when there's nothing that actually... I'm not there's no credibility question. Hold on a second. Do we trust the witnesses or do we trust the document? The document that's signed by witnesses. The, wh the what's document, the document? The authentication of the document. No, so that's the, the question. Witnesses. So in order to accept the document, do I just have to take the piece of paper or do I have to have witnesses who testify that this piece of paper no. is my signature and I'm a non-Jew? No. The way the document works is I'm transferring my house to you. Right. Right. So I'm writing on a piece of paper. I am transferring my house to you and it's signed by two non-Jews. Right. Why so do we trust that? The non-Jews are the witnesses, not the people Correct. who are Correct. Correct. Why do we trust those two non-Jews? What's, 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 what's causing them to say the truth? Why? What's the difference between if it's for money or if it's for... Because if there's money, th there, was, there was a transaction here, you and me. We both wanted this transaction. So there's other parties involved that we... They would, as Igmar uses the Russian, the Iwa Yarav Zuzi Kemayu, had the cash not been transferred, they would never take the risk on their on their nemanus, their, their trustworthiness, to say, oh, Joe gave um, Mo the money. They wouldn't vouch for it if it hadn't occurred. Exactly. Something had to occur besides for them that they're just saying happened. And if it was a gift? A gift. It's, they're, the, they're doing the whole thing. They're, do, they're making the gift happen by signing a document. But if we don't also, trust them... It could be no, a unilateral act. It could be a unilateral act. Meaning they did it on their own. Right, so right. there's nobody else verifying that it is. Exactly, that's what I'm asking. So why do we trust them? That's the most question. Answers the Gemara, Omar Shmuel, Din the This Rav Shmuel is very perfunctory in his answers. Make a special note of that. Going I have to, every time you say something, I have to put a note so I can go back uh, to know what at time that is. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till Dinter's office joins us. Oh, sure. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Actually, I think this is what killed Hirsch. <laughs> yeah, Hirsch is Like dead. a year ago. What? No, no, it was a year ago. It was a few months ago. Solomon Hirsch? Yeah. About a year ago. Stop no, no, it. No, it was a few months ago. During COVID. You're full of it. No, no yeah. That's serious. So, Shmuel says, the answer is because meaning that in the non-Jewish court, they'll accept that signature. Therefore, that, that gives it credence. That itself is what gives it credence. Mm. The fact that the courts will accept it. Wow, that's a bit Kiddush. And the Gemara gives a second answer. The problem is, we have to figure out, is this second answer disagreeing with that first statement? Because it sounds like if the Gemara gave a second answer, the Gemara is not sure the first answer is accurate. The Gemara says, you're right. You have to add in a chaf. Anything like Gitei Nashim would also be included. Now, it sounds like from the second answer, maybe Dino Dibachusa is not Dino. Because if the Shmuel's answer, the first answer, as perfunctory as he says it, would be the, the, the right answer, so then that's it. Done. Perfunctorily. I'm done. According to one answer in the Gemara, contracts that are only valid according to secular law are acceptable in Allah following the rule of Dino Dibachusa Dino. However, the Gemara then follows a different approach. With a different approach. With a different approach. Which, which throws off everything. Does that mean that this is not accurate? Yeah, but what else is like Gitei Nashim? Any other such document. that The Chalais. A Kedushin. Um, um, Anything that has to do with marriage? 
or anything? No, no. Anything where you're creating the situation. Exactly, exactly. The star is effectuating the transaction. That's not true. It's a star raya. Yeah, it's a raya. The interesting part is that uh, marital agreements do require a higher standard in secular law in New York for uh, effectiveness. They do have to be notarized, for example, like a deed. So what Look at Rashi, the first, first white line. Look at the first white line, Rashi. About the domestic relations? Can you take Oh, I'm sorry. Where? The first white of the very white lines. Meaning, the star is what's, what's, what's clinching the deal. For example, Rashi says, could answer a different answer. Meaning, the one is trying to point out, if it's a clincher type of thing, then it's like a Gitei Nashim. The document is what's causing the divorce. The document is what's causing the, the, the gift. As opposed to a bill of, bill of sale, the document is not causing the sale. It's just memorializing it. Great word. So it's not a document of conveyance. It's, it's a document of memorialization. Like an assignment of mortgage. The no. assignment of mortgage just records no, that, the, the physical transfer that's already gone on. No, it, by way of the assignment, you are conveying the document. No, no, no the assignment is already occurred. The physical transfer, the note, the note is, is the act. The oh. assignment is the memorialization. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. Okay. As opposed to the initial mortgage, which three lawyers in a room makes for a bad chair. Yes. Okay. <laughs> great chair. Thank you. It's great. I have to discuss these things. How, how, do, how do we? How are we supposed to look at these things? Okay. It comes along the Rajba on this Gemara, and the Rajba says, "Oh, so there's two answers. Does that mean that maybe Dina Machus and Adina?" And, and and how how do we apply this rule of Dina Machus and Adina? Here it seems like, oh, anything that the secular court accepts. Is Dina Machusadino? Really? That could be a very dangerous precedent. Are you distinguishing between the court and the monarchy? We'll get to um, an independent we, institution. No, now we're talking about the judicial well, system that was set up. You're talking about any system right. that the that the secular authority. Correct. Has. Okay. Correct. It seems like you are saying if the if the court will accept the signatures, so then we in base then also accept the signatures. So as the Rajma points out. First in the beginning, it says, meaning, its entire um, finishing act, boy, is contingent on a kigite noshim. Well, would be an example. So that would be The others that say, the tray lishni that the two answers are obviously arguing on each other. The Lishmul, according to Shmuel, according to the first version, a document, a uh, that a non-Jewish court will accept, we have to accept as well. That's a valid document. But according to the second version, it sounds like anything more. And that's true even if there is a king's law that we're following. It sounds like from the fact that the Gemara gave two answers, the Gemara is not exactly convinced that, that that's how it has to be. Right? That's what the Rashi says. The Ikamadim of Farish, but there are those that explain the late plea. That maybe not. You could say that there's no argument between two Lushainas. Shmuel is talking about whether well, there is a law. And the second answer is talking about whether well, there is no law. So therefore, the, did the king dictate this law or not? says, I like the second answer better. Says Rajba, why? Because we know the general rule is, 
So what, my, why would there be a reason to suspect here that we don't say Dina Machusadino? So obviously I want to say Dina Machusadino. The difference is going to be, is there a direct decree from the king about this topic or not? Now we have to see what that means, what the Rajma means. V'yesh Deichen, and there are those that will reject what I'm saying. Elos a very important rule. Some say that we only say Dina Machusadino, something that the king himself benefits from it. Like the Gemara says, If the king says a person can't buy a piece of property unless he has an actual document, that he will sign the document and he'll confirm the document, and the reason the king wants that is because now the king can collect the tax on it. We learned, yes, we learned last week that the proof that the Dina Machusadina is because the king can come in and take my wood and take my property, confiscate property, and build a bridge across it. Yet we go over it. But over here we're talking about the king has no benefit from this. What, what does the king have from the fact that you and I have a transaction going? Nothing. The king might have a very global thing from that, that there's a law and order in place. There's a system in place, but does the king have anything personally from it? No. And some hold that Dina Machusadina is only when the king actually benefits from it. If the king doesn't benefit from it, we have to see what benefit means. Monetarily? The king benefits when there's law and order. Oh, so that's the question. Does that, how far do we take this? Because it sounds like... <laughs> Otherwise he's going to have a mutiny on his hands. That, but the but Gemara... The mutiny's only on a ship. And also what? You mean a rebellion. Maybe he's like, a ship. A coop. A coop. Without the silent P. Without the silent P. What about speed limits? Oh, that's very good. That's going to be. That's where the rough is going to be. If you, I'm saying, well, so okay, you technically you can get tickets from it. Right. But at the same time, the actual law itself. Right. So that's a very good. That's a very good point. Then we're going to have to get to that. Ramosha has a chuva. If I if I speed and I don't get caught, so was that overdoing the machusadino? If doing the machusadino is only when the king benefits, so if I get caught, they make money on it. So then it's taka doing the machusadino. But if I don't get caught, so it's not the So Dina Hussein depends if I get caught or not? That's too weird. You can't say that, right? So we have to we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna match sure we're gonna Why get to the job. Bound by Dina Last week, sure. We covered that, yes. Don't because because don't the king decided, because, because the king goes to kick you out if he wants to. Yeah. So when you live here you decide to live by his rules. That's one of the reasons. Well, the other one? You have it all in the papers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I didn't decide to live by his rules. Maybe I'm just uh, Alright, so leave. I tightened it up really last week. Maybe I have no choice. Maybe I'm doing it under... Even if he's a strong, even if he's a strong man, he's Mussolini, he's still... Oh, the other one was based on, like, democracy. Right. Like, yeah, it's like a social... The social construct. Construct. Contract. Con- not social construct? No, so, contract. Social construct. Got it. By living here together, Got we it. agree the rules. Got it. Finishes up the Rajbo. The Enenirio. I don't believe that the king has to actually physically benefit in order for it to be Demachus Adino. Medarmina, and he brings a proof... And what the proof is, is not, we can skip the rest of the proof. What the Gemara says, the Gemara basically says that if a king decides that a certain rule should be in place, that a person, the example over there is that uh, the 40, up to 40 years, a person could, could be a, a tenant on a, on a piece of property, whatever it is, but the king has nothing from it, we still have to follow it. So see, it has nothing to do with the king actually having from it. So don't apply to either of the reasons that we said last, last week. Meaning? Meaning, where does Hanukkah, if the king can kick you out for not following it, who cares whether he gets a benefit or not? And the same thing also for the social contract, that everyone has agreed to live by the rules that are promulgated by the king. So again, who cares about the Hanas smell? 
Well, the second one I do see, be, I mean, because if, if that's the benefit that he has, is that people are actually living within the, the framework that was constructed. All right, so I, I very much appreciate this, Rashbab, because he brings opposing views together. He brings opposing views as to the Gemara's conclusion whether or not the king can legislate er in areas that aren't directly relevant to him. Rama quoted later, follows the... We didn't do it yet. How do, you, how do you know about this? <laughs> I don't know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Go ahead, you might as well read it. Rama quoted later, right, follows the opinion that the king can even legislate in areas that aren't directly relevant to him. The Shah, however, cites the opposing view. That's a very important argument. In dealing with Hussein, does it have to be that whoever the monarch is or whoever the king is actually physically benefits from this? It's a very important rule that we're going to have to discuss. Well, when a tax is, we're going to obviously all agree the king benefits from it. Well, when we say the, the ruler, in today's times, we have elected officials. We discussed that last week. How democracy. I don't, yeah, but I don't think we... We, we didn't... We didn't, we, we, we didn't fit, it really depends on the two reasons as to why that is. Why we have to... Contract sounds more like democracy. Right. And, uh, yeah. The king can kick you out. Right. They can't kick me out no matter what I do. They can lock me up, but they can't kick me out. Right. That's that's the that's if the, the reason is kicking out, then it'll be different. So we discussed the difference is going to be with democracies. Then, and if I was born here, then I didn't choose to be part of their rules. I didn't well, somebody made that. By the fact that you stayed here, they can't make that decision on my behalf. The, the fact the fact that you stayed here, knowing that these are the rules. What that means you're continuously accepting it. What if when he was? What if when he was? You have no else to go. I'm so sorry. Get out. I don't what care. What if when he was two years old, he emigrated to Canada, and then later on made a decision to come back—a knowing decision. Right, but when I was two, I didn't voluntarily. No, no. The, the point is theoretical. That you <laughs> went out, and then you made the decision to oh, come that's back. That's a much easier argument. Right. I'm talking about if I was here my whole life. He's, he's saying theoretical. My wife forced me to come here. That's all right. That's allowed. Then anyways, yeah, they, no have no no, they had no choice in that. Dealing the Malkadina. Right, exactly. So actually the Rajba, very, the Rajba himself in a tshuva, the Rajba wrote thousands and thousands of tshuvas. Right. So the Rajba writes a tshuva regarding a very interesting case where a husband and a wife got married and agreed that they're not following the, the Torah rules of inheritance, but they're going to follow the normal rules of the land that they're living in. And the question was presented to the Rajvah, how, how do we deal with this? So listen to the words that Rajvah is very, very passionate about this question. Tshuva. Kol any monetary arrangement, tenoi kaim. The Tshuva is the Rajvah. Oh, we're on the next page. Maybe. Yeah, because you already summarized the pre the previous page. He, he summarized the page before. How could Excuse me. Sorry. Tshuva. Kol davashe any monetary arrangement, tenoi kaim. Its conditions need to be kept and met. Um, we, we said that will even put people into harem if they don't follow these rules. And therefore, the Gemara there says that we, it's effective. Says the Raj, I want to add on this. Any place where they made, they, they arranged to, and they made conditions, even those that don't agree to that, but since that's the norm of that area, you can't say, I didn't know about this. You have to follow the area's normal the rules. Of the law is no excuse. Because anybody that gets married, 
just stam that area al das hamnoik shom biyisrael. No, you say you're marrying based on what the normal things are in that area, and vizeh shikarub. If someone is married according to secular law, they're married. No, that's not what I'm saying. We're saying if the way the the monetary arrangements are that area is based on. Jewish law versus non-Jewish law, or non-Jewish law versus Jewish law. Do, does the marriage take effect if it wasn't um, explicitly decided? Does the marriage take effect based on the Jewish law or the non-Jewish law? What's what's in the local that local in that locale? I mean, I don't, I don't know let's say let's say you move to a place where the way it works is that the husband doesn't need to provide for his wife's share, okay. right? And you never you never actually discussed it, and now you're married. The question is. Are you married Jewishly? Meaning, are you married with the Jewish rules? Or are you married with the local rules? When you say married, you mean like... Why, obviously? Because you signed, you signed a ksuba. But what, what you have to do, you have to do. Let's say the things that you don't have to do, the extras. The extras, the things in this country, the whatever. You're saying, let's say, let's say, give you an easy example. When you get divorced... Do you have to give her what's in the ksuba or do you have to give her marital property? Fine. You want to make it like that, fine. Maintenance or alimony. I'd rather give her two, two money. Oh, those are going to be two cows and, and six goats and whatever. Yes. Cows are not cheap. No, right. I don't know how many silver pieces they're worth, huh? <laughs> yeah. So the question is. The right. question is, is that, is that a fair that's, an, that's an example. Something very similar happened Why over here. Even a Shiloh? I don't get it. Obviously, you have to give her according to Jewish law. Jewish law doesn't require that, but everybody here does it like that, including the Jews. Oh, you're saying, where, ah, so you're saying where secular law is the, more it's accepted inclusive. As a, and you have additional obligations that you wouldn't have under Jewish law? Even, e- I'll, tell I'll tell you better. I'll tell you even better. No, it doesn't sound like even if they're Even if they're contradictory. Even if they're contradictory to Jewish law. Contradictory? How can that be? <laughs> let's, wait. Let's, let's continue reading. Mm. Or let us continue reading. Yeah. Either one. Um, I think in these pages, they really need to have more punctuation. I really don't like that the sentences continue forever. You ever notice that? This is, a, this is an old print of the Rajmo. Okay. The new ones have, but I couldn't get a new one. Right. I apologize. Understood. I mean... Next time. I mean, if I have it, I have it. Right. That's why Rabbi Artsville is the best. Yes. They don't have an article on the Charles of the Rajmo. I apologize. You know something? There's an opportunity for a commercial opportunity. Charlie will be editor-in-chief. That's right. We need sponsors, not editors-in-chief. <laughs> Schadenstein edition of the Shalos and Jewels of the Rashba. Yes. How about the Doberman edition? Not available. When we come, we play, um, when we come, we play, when we come, we play, when we says the Rashba, nearly, she'asr. She'asr. Because he's giving credence to the Gaisha laws, No, the Torah says no. Even though man and wife both want to do it. Because the Torah didn't allow the, the, the people that are its inheritance, the Jews, even to go to a judge, even if they pass him like a Jew, we don't need to go to a judge. 
I'm, I'm befuddled by the rules of your city, says the Rajvah. Makum Toyo, Vyisrin Das, it's a Jewish place. Vyisrin Das, Eich Nosnu Yad, Klaad Varm Elu. Who signed off on this? Which rabbi said this is okay? Our Torah doesn't sanction it. What do you mean that this is the rule of inheritance in this area? The Torah doesn't sanction it. it does, it's worthless. I'm going to skip the, the whole parenthesis. The whole parenthesis down to the. Yeah, but what about an instance where? One minute. Let's let's just finish the case. Let's just finish the case if you don't mind. Okay, hold the question. Write it down if you can. If you can't remember it till then. No, really. I, I just want to finish the case. Um, what you're causing is the, the walls of the Torah to crumble. The Torah is going to come begging. I say, says the Rajma, and if you're going to tell me what do you mean, says the Rajma, you're making a mistake. Why? The end of and if you're gonna say if you're gonna say so, bottle you reaches the khala nachlois. The two shall bass my bottom. in American law, girls get just as much as boys. And adult um, oldest boys don't get anything. So what? We're just gonna just do away with it because that's the minigam mockum in America to do that? Why do you go just send your kids to college and to only learn non-Jewish things if, if you're going to just do away with the Jewish rules? I worked hard on how we could figure out the Dino Chusadino, and he goes into a long explanation of how we can get around it. But there are, Without punctuation. He wrote it with punctuation, maybe. I don't know. What the Raj was screaming, and we're going to stop here because we have a lot to see still, and we're going to stop here, for, we'll continue next week. But just to summarize at this point, Jeremy. The, the Rajba unequivocally opposes following Dino Chusadino when it contradicts Torah law. He states that in such instances, relying on Dina Damakus Adina would constitute theft. Furthermore, he adds this would undermine the entire system of Torah law, Jewish law. Right? I mean, isn't that obvious? Not necessarily. We'll see next week that it's a big machlikus. Well, well, what happens when following Dina Damakus Adina would be inclusive of Torah law, but more imposing? We'll get to that. We will get to that, Blinad. Why would that be a problem? Exactly. So you're still. You're still saying, I'm not doing it because it's Torah law. I'm doing it because it's secular law. It just so happens that it... What you're doing it for doesn't matter. It overlaps Torah law. But anything that you decide to do, as long as you're not doing something that's contrary... Exactly. But that is contrary. Why is that contrary? contrary. Because I'm, I'm, by doing more, I'm making an overt statement that I'm doing this... Because I, I don't understand. Is it why? Why do you say that? Well, I think we'll generally say that where there is not a direct Torah rule on point is what he's saying. 